experience the uncensored conversations, stimulating wit, and the thought-provoking wisdom. Bold, raw, and uncut. Right now, on The Lance Curve Show. A sex scandal leads to a fight in a church after a pastor is called a cheetah. A sex scandal may have led to a massive brawl at the Greater Bellevue Baptist Church in Macon, Georgia. The church became divided over the leadership of Pastor David Steffens, who has led the church for several years. The church meeting was held on Monday of last week, and church members gathered to take a vote on whether Steffens should be terminated from his position as pastor. The situation was so heated that the church administration asked Bibb County deputies to be present. Despite the presence of the police at the church meeting, members started yelling back and forth at each other and church officials. About 150 people were at the event when suddenly things turned violent. A witness stated that one man went to get the microphone and called out Steffens regarding an affair he had with a married church member. It was then that some are saying Steffens may have struck the man and started the fight. Brother William McRae of ObnoxiousTelevision.com wrote, according to an anonymous source, the pastor is sleeping around on his wife and he was counseling this couple that was having problems in their marriage and he secretly was texting the lady. Well, the husband found out and took the wife's phone and was texting the pastor like he was her. And when the pastor showed up at the house, the man pulled out a gun on him. He really wasn't an Omega and the people came to the church one Sunday more and stripped him of all of this that had to do with being an Omega. He was also getting gang members from Fair Street and Macon to come to the meeting last night to vote for him. The fight broke out last night because somebody called the pastor out about sleeping around with his wife and the pastor came and attacked him. The pastor and the first lady are living together but not together and the pastor is seeing someone else. Police announced no arrests were made and no one wanted to press any charges at the time. In addition, it has now been alleged that Steffens was perpetrating being a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. So I guess this is the church scandal of the week. It seems like every week something comes out, something breaks out. You know what? Thank God for social media because the covers are being pulled off from the black church. And yes, things are happening across the land in every culture with every race. But of course, we got to do it the best. And we feel so comfortable. You know, the thing what I'm thinking about now is, okay, I'm getting older, y'all. And I see my mortality. And for those who believe in going to church, I mean, don't you see how late it's getting in the game? That really, is this really about God? This human hierarchy of playing church, a place full of so many dysfunctional, delusional people. What happened to the man who's out in the woods somewhere and he's thanking God for for having rain and shelter and, and vegetation growing to feed him? Do you have to get caught up in wearing a suit 
and driving up in your car and playing this churchified black Negro watered down slave religion game. I'm sick and tired of even hearing about it. I don't know. It's going to be something next week. And and folks are going to ask me, Lance, talk about this. But it, it amounts to the same thing. This is this is a dysfunctional, closed in, uh, toxic situation. Look at the resentments that may have been brewing from the actions of this this pastor. And you know, if it broke out like that, that they were whispering, girl, I know pastor sleeping with somebody's wife. And this man had every right, the husband, right? Of the woman who this pastor was sleeping with. He had every right to get her phone and continue. Look, I take my hat off to him. Now, I wouldn't advocate killing anybody. But could you imagine uh, Pastor David Steffens, what his face looked like when he saw that it wasn't the woman? He was coming over to take care of business. He was coming over to the house. That's like the other one I talked about in Jack. Was it Jacksonville? He was coming over to the house to get some. The pastor, your friendly neighborhood pastor, the man of God. And while he showed himself not to be a man of God through his actions, if that was the wife that was there and he got inside, trust me, they probably would be calling out and saying, oh, God, oh, God. And not because they're appreciative of the blessings that that they received in life, but because of the feeling that they got. What is it about the church that we seem to have to have a dual existence? Why can't we be ourselves? Why can't we deal with the real issues that we have deep down inside? I can do that away from the church. I don't need to jump inside someone else's dirty bathwater and and wash myself and come out and lie to myself and say that I'm clean. Give me the clean bathtub. Give me the clean shower. Let me clean myself according to how the way it's supposed to be done. Mrs. Skurve and I woke up uh, yesterday morning and we, we read some scriptures out of the Bible. And we shared with each other what our interpretations were. And we got deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And maybe our, our consciousness or our, our understanding of it, it, it may not be as full as it will be maybe five years from now, 10 years from now. I mean, how many times in life have you had an issue and you couldn't figure it out? Maybe why you broke up, why you got dumped in a relationship, why you got fired off of a job, whatever. And 10 years go by and you're like, oh, wow, I wasn't even thinking about this. But you know what? I know the reason why. Sometimes we don't know the reason why at that particular time. But all I'm saying is that you don't have to go around toxic, dysfunctional, scheming, gossipy people. Because when you walk straight, when you really walk straight, it takes care of a lot of things around you. When people know that you really about living clean and you're really about living a life that is pleasing to the creator. I say the creator because we all refer to him in different ways. This is not a religious conversation I'm having. This is a spiritual one. And we need to stay on that spiritual plane. Yes, we are in the physical. Yes, we utilize the mental, but we have a spiritual body. And we need to focus on that instead of some people that are not really about that walk. And I'm finding more and more when I speak to people who are in these churches that they're really walking in a, with a carnal mind. And, and I wish 
I, I wish I couldn't say that. And there are many who are trying, but for those who are trying to walk on a spiritual level, I guess they have it hard because they see so many carnal things. So what do you do? Do you stay there? Do you leave there? Do you stay there in the dirty bath water and make yourself dirty? Or do you stay there in the dirty bath water and focus on what people are doing around you and you're trying to correct them when you should be going deeper with what you have to do for yourself? Listen, we're all dealt a different deck in the cards of life. Some have money when they're born. Some don't. Some are born poor. Some have to work hard to get a modicum of success in this world, of security. Some are born with brilliance and things come easy to them when it comes to the cerebral. And then sometimes they're a little lazy. They don't have the discipline. So they piddle away their gifts from God when they were so smart. And usually the smartest ones are not the ones who are the most successful. And then you have others who may be a blending of everything. They have gifts in every area, but not maybe as much. But they place themselves correctly. They place their energies correctly. They find themselves around the right people. They find themselves living clean, knowing when to back off, knowing when to rest, knowing when to pursue, pursuing their craft and their calling every single day and affecting everybody in their path in a righteous manner and being a shining example of what we should be. We all have a different path in life, but just like that downtown bus depot, when the buses pull out, one might be going to the east side, one might be going to the west side, the north side, the south side. But sometimes for a time, they go on the same route before they split up to go their own way. So when people come into your life, like that overlapping bus route, for the time that they're around you, they have to affect you in a positive way. My question is, why is it that we just beat ourselves in the head to continue to go to these churches and we keep our mouths shut when we see things like this? Because really, you're getting in the way of my salvation because you're a crooked person who doesn't want to change. I don't know Pastor David Steffens personally, but I, I, I can read people face to face. I can feel their energy. And I don't have to be face to face to feel this man's energy. I can look at his picture, the expressions on his face, and I can damn near read his mind. When you're right, you can do that. And I'm quite sure I'm going to get the photo of Pastor David Steffens and put it in the actual banner that you can see. And you can judge for yourself. You can assess for yourself what kind of energy resonates from his gaze. I would see him. I wouldn't trust him. I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. Seriously, look at him. Look at his face. Come on. You live life long enough. You know that man ain't right. And you can tell, touch not that anointed. Well, if he's anointed, why the hell is he doing what he's doing? And God knows what else he was doing that he didn't get caught for. It's just like Eddie Long. You know, he had to pay out those young men for what he did. Well, how many other young men did he do this to? How many other wives? Imagine you go to a pastor. You have trouble in your marriage. Number one, 
I'm not going to no other man if I have trouble in my marriage. I'm getting that book or whatever it is that we deem to be uh, uh, the way and the guide. Not another man. Oh, no. And as a man, I'm going to make sure that things are straight at home so it never gets to that point. But if it got to that point, I'm telling everybody who can hear me within the sound of my voice, don't you go to a next human being and look at his face. Somebody like that? Oh, heck no. You got to be, you got to be, you got to be out of the game. That man, you could look at him and tell that he's in the game of getting between women's legs. That spirit is in him. I can look at the picture. This is me. I'm saying it, not because I already know, but if this was a mugshot lineup of pastors, he'd be the first one I'd pick. Which one do you pick to be guilty of trying to bed another man's wife down? Bang! Right there. Pastor David Steffens. That one right there. Look at the look on his face. Now, maybe I could be wrong. Maybe they could be wrong. Maybe he didn't do anything. But the husband said... He was texting back and forth. That's all I need to know. And that, what, what nerve? There's got to be a special place in hell for pastors like that and men like that. Come on. And you don't you have enough work to do in your community? Aren't there enough people who are in need of real counseling and real encouraging words to hear to keep them going something i mean aside from being the pastor we all need to be our brother's keeper to a certain point i'm not a pastor i don't know the bible like that i don't have the worldly title but we all should be that person that when we see somebody suffering when we see somebody who is in need when we see somebody who needs a pick me up you don't need a title for that do i have to be a chef to be able to cook a breakfast for my wife who's a way better cook than I am? No. Do I have to be a doctor to help a kid who has a cut and say, let's clean out the cut and let me bandage it up properly for you? Too many of us think that pastor is Superman. He's the middleman to God. Well, maybe he is, but what God? You know, people out here, they worship many gods. There's only one God. But there are many little gods that people prop up and worship. And it damn sure ain't the creator of my universe who created me. The little God that he worships is that little God who's going to bring you into a very hot place one day because you are disobedient to the real God. Stop wasting our time, pastors. Every time it happens, I'm going to call you out. And don't let me find out in real life. Now, this came from surfing the net. That I found that out. And it was a couple of days ago when it happened. I'm living a life. I'm not even focusing on these knuckleheads. I'm trying to go higher. But I will talk about it. Before you put your trust. In any of these predators. Get yourself straight. Did God ever say. And correct me if I'm wrong. That you have to go to a pastor. To no. If God made the universe. He made the stars. He made the sun. He made all the planets. As far as we can see. We're looking at stars that are not even that are not even there anymore. That star was billions of light years away. Light years? Light years? When light travels at 186,000 miles per second? That's a second. 186,000 miles in a second. So, so five minutes of that, you know how far it is? 
10 minutes of that a day, a week, a month, a year, and you're saying billions of light years. Man, this is a mighty God. And we got to go to something that just came here. Who doesn't have infinite wisdom? A monkey in a suit. Yeah, I said it. A clown in a suit. Really, you know, I'll respect those who appear to do the right thing in that position. And I'll respect anybody's religion. But I don't have to go into a church to know that there is a God. When I could look up at the sky and see the sun and feel the rays and know that I'm getting fed when I could look at the plants and watch how they grow, when I could see the order in the wild, what we call the wild really isn't the wild. We as human beings have fallen so low. We're the wild. It reminds me of a gentleman I know, and I won't call his name out. You know, many of you who know me know the name, right? And he's the brother of an old girlfriend of mine from when I was a teenager. And he technically the title is now developmentally delayed, right? But this is how he says it when he speaks to other people. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm retarded and even I wouldn't do something so stupid. Doesn't that ring true? That we have all our senses and faculties physically, mentally, and supposed to be spiritually. And we're acting like damn fools. But yet and still, the animals... The animals so-called, because we're animals also, and we're damn sure acting out like that, especially in situations like this. But the animals have more order and have more sense about their existence. And they, had, they submit to the laws, and that keeps them su surviving. See, when you break your submission to the law, you open yourself up for all kind of things. I don't care what religion you say you follow. This is about spirituality. If you act out of wit, what you were supposed to be, you open yourself up for so many other things to come on in that are not good. You have a little animal out there, right? Say, for example, you have a bug and then you have a little lizard running around. There's a lot of them running around down here in Florida. When I go out in the yard, I see how they operate. When the bug is not on point, the lizard jumps on them and eats them. People say, oh, God, they're animals. That's cruel. But we're no different as human beings who are supposed to have a consciousness. They're only acting out in the way that they were made. So when the bug flies around and flies high or stays on a leaf somewhere, keeps his eyes open and goes where he has to go to survive, he'll never get caught. But when you drop your guard, that's a perfect order. Because we all have as human beings that spiritual GPS system within us to know right from wrong. And every time we refuse to see what is wrong, we go more into the level of being a beast because that voice is not always going to sit there and talk to us and warn us when we don't heed its call. So now we're walking around like a beast. And maybe this pastor started out as a good man, but you just can't sit on a title and people are bringing you their personal business. You've, you've got to keep yourself prayed up. You've got to keep yourself in connection to all things divine. Because then now if you don't and the man brings his wife and they're sitting there telling you how they're not really getting it on sexually. And she may say, you know, I, I, I love oral sex and he doesn't want to do it. And, you know, it's been such a long time. And I find myself feeling weak that if, if I could have someone perform that on me, I might fall weak. 
You see? And here he is with a thought in his head. Mm. Them thighs looking mighty smooth and nice. And I noticed when she uh, dropped that tithing envelope the other day when she came to church and she had to bend down and pick it up. Uh, that skirt rolled up them thighs pretty nice. Why are you thinking this way? Why don't you keep yourself in check? See, everything that has happened or even created is the product of a thought. You see that spoon that you're sipping the soup with? Somebody thought that up. They may not have got it right the first time, but they thought that up. And now it's a reality. You see that car outside? The same thing. Your shoes, your toothbrush. Huh? That dildo that you use secretly at night to put yourself to sleep. Sorry to get lewd, but whatever it is. Also, the other situations out here in the world that are good and bad. When you see a good situation, someone fell in line with what was righteous, right? And they, they, they're reaping the benefits. The harvest of goodness has come into their life. And they may have had to go through so much to get to that point, but they weathered the storm. And when you see people in a church fighting en masse like that, that means that there are a lot of resentments already brewing that the human eye could not see. And for it to spill off like that, and you got a pastor trying to lay out the husband of the woman he was trying to get with, and the cops are there. And they say that he got gang members to vote in his favor. So he's showing you already what he's all about and what his pedigree is. And you can see it in his face. Let me know, people. Maybe I'm imagining things after the fact. But look at his face. Would you trust a face like that? Fellas, would you trust that man around your wife? No. Well, first of all, you shouldn't be with a wife that you can't trust anyway. Right? But... You wouldn't want somebody making advances. But then again, when you carry yourself a certain way, people know, people know, people who think like Pastor David Steffens know that if you make a wrong move with my wife or my family or anything that's near and dear to me, the price of your advances just might be death. <laughs> Make sure to check out The Boldest Blog at LanceGurve.com and follow Scurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Scurve.